The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Hello and thanks for joining me for another episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood, I'm the Director of Climate Strategy Company Resilience Limited and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9 to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0 across the Nelson CBD on 107.2 and to the rest of the Nelson Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today we're going to go back into the archives, back to the 8th of March 2019, to the School Strikes for Climate event. However, before that, this is the first program that I've recorded after Cyclone Gabrielle came through and the horrendous results of that. And I can't let this pass without extending heartfelt feelings to all of those who have suffered so terribly in the result of that. And of course, we know it's going to be a long haul into the future. I will come back to that in more detail on another time and maybe several more times. But for this, for now, it will do just to say that this is a really, really horrible reminder of just where we're heading with climate change. So anyway, coming back to Climate Matters number 19, the archive one, which was produced about three years ago, uh, it was dedicated to the letter P. It was dedicated to protesting priorities and promising, which related in part to the school, school strike for climate. It was related to procrastination with a P. It was related to phosphorus and P. And it was related to pollution. And it was related to population. And it also had a hot tip, as we're all used to. So anyway, um, that's enough of the introduction. Let's get on with it. And if we have time at the end, I might just spend a minute looking at Climate Change 101, which was a, th- a thing that we used to slot in occasionally very early on in the series. Um, and I think the Cyclone Gabrielle might merit a little bit more on that. But if I keep ranting too much now, we certainly won't have time at the end. So Climate Matters 19 was brought to you by the letter P, and the other things that it didn't include was P is also for petrol. And for Rod Oram's incisive Last Will and Testament article, we gave a link to that. Um, and I won't go into the details there. But the other comment to say is about phosphorus. This is in the editorial that I wrote. Phosphorus offers many climate insights. How poorly we respond to slow crises how often, quotes, solutions, close quotes, create new problems, another challenge to growing lots of good trees, a focus for our mind as a nation of food exporters, yet another global resource we are exhausting, we're still talking of phosphorus here, and a further reason to review intensive dairying. Right, so now let's get into the first 
article pays for protesting, priorities and promising. And then there's a link to the School Strike for Climate website. We adults should kneel in humility before all those gutsy young people striking for climate, telling us how badly we're failing, as in badly with capital letters, on tackling climate change. We shouldn't need telling, least of all by the very people we kid ourselves we're safeguarding. No pocket money until you clean your bedroom. No wine, overseas trips, golf, cool clothes, movies, kitchen upgrade, new car or big house dining out until you clean the air could be the response to that. And I think that would be fair enough. They should do it at the weekend shows how some people totally miss the point. I'll be at Nelson's Cathedral Steps on the 15th. So there we have it um, for peers for protesting, peers for procrastination. And in particular, it refers to a book by a gentleman called Piers Steele. So that's an interesting name. And it's also got a P in it. And his book is called The Procrastination Equation. Steele told Radio New Zealand listeners how the most deferred tasks were either unfamiliar or with major consequences. A bullseye on both for climate change. Factor in that we males are the worst offenders, go you women, and, and public and corporate governance is still male-dominated. And Pierce Steele bemoans the rise of seductive technology as making it worse, like trying to diet in a candy store. I think he's talking there from memory about um, a lot of the electronic gear we've got and things like that. Goals are critical, he said, but must be achievable and specific. Break large tasks into bite-sized bits, more tips and easy listening at, and we'll give you the link to the RNZ website there. Here's a quote from him. We've made the world motivationally toxic. A limbic system wonderland, and there he is talking about all the things that escalate our temptation to procrastinate even more. Okay, let's dial on to another P. P is for phosphorus and P, as in what you do in the toilet. The Chinese are acting on knowledge the West has ignored for decades. We're running low on growth-critical phosphorus. If you know the, the classic fertilizer you buy at the garden center, NPK fertilizer, the P is for phosphorus. Chinese schools are getting toilets that capture pee, which contains over 90% of the excre excreted phosphorus. In 1938, President Roosevelt warned Congress of shortage, of looming shortages, I'm sorry. Congress is still procrastinating on that. In the late 1960s, the celebrated sci-fi author Isaac Asimov wrote about phosphorus in an article called Life's Bottleneck. And fertilizers for boosting dairy, including phosphorus and nitrogen, cause so much nitrous oxide, a powerful greenhouse gas, that dairy's emissions soared 50% faster than the number of cows they had. You add in that cadmium coming in with the fertilizer, which is brought in to replace the phosphorus in part, cadmium coming in with the fertilizer has pushed Waikato farms, for example, past World Health Organization toxin, lim toxin limits for 
cadmium. And the quote from an Environment Waikato report there is, all Waikato dairy soils will exceed that limit in 16 years. We'll try and put a link up to that website as well. Another P. P is for pollution. Climate change is a pollution problem. Visionary power researcher Professor Pat Bodger, you may have heard him on one of the podcasts I did in the middle of last year. Pat highlights that climate change is really due to pollution and that greenhouse gas emissions are yet more of humanity's indiscriminate dumping of waste. Okay, the gases might be less visible than litter or oil spills, maybe, but it's far more insidious, far more damaging, and far harder to deal with. Just think of that. P is for pollution, and climate change is a pollution problem. Another P. P is for population. Climate change is also a population problem. While the Paris Climate Summit focuses on global warming, the key issue is the prospect of 10 billion people on Earth. That was a quote from Stephen Emmott writing in the British newspaper The Guardian. Now, I mentioned a hot tip for a cool planet, and the hot tip is school strikes for climate gifts us a great chance for those oh-so-important climate discussions. Give it a go. And on that note, I said that we would see if we had time to do a little bit of climate change 101. And I'm going to completely ad-lib this because I haven't prepared any notes. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about why our weather systems have stepped up in intensity. Now, I'm no atmospheric scientist, but I know a little bit about some of the background physics to that. The first thing is that if you increase the temperature of air, it can hold more water. You increase it from 20 degrees to 21 degrees, it will hold about 6 or 7% more water before it becomes what they call saturated, which is when you're likely to get things like cloud or mist developing. That's point one. Point two is warmer air has more energy within it, which results in more wind speed and so on. And the, the third thing that goes out of the first one really is that because it can hold more water, and I should have said this is water as water vapor. Now, a lot of people don't realize that all the air that we look through around us contains water vapor, and water vapor is a clear gas just like oxygen is, and so on. Um, and what happens is that the amount of water vapor can build up in the air until it reaches what's known as saturation point, which some of you will know as 100% relative humidity. And at that point, the air can't hold any more water. Now, coming back to the third point is that as well as holding more water, when the air is dry... Warm air dries more quickly. We all know that clothes dry more quickly on a warm day than a cold day. And a lot of that is to do with the fact that the air can hold more moisture. So what does that mean in terms of Cyclone Gabriel and the other massive rain events we've had in Auckland and last year in Nelson and other places? What it means is that we've got a warmer air body. So it's holding, depending on how much warmer than average, it might be holding between 5 and 10% more water. So given that our 
Uh, most of our rivers and so on are, are generated around being able to handle a certain amount of water. If you suddenly put 10% in us more, then that's a massive overloading. Add in the, the major uh, effect of the energy and you get things like the wind damage that comes with cyclones. But there is another factor, and we'll talk more about oceans in the future, but I think you may also have heard that the oceans around New Zealand are up to four degrees warmer than they are normally. So if you think again that that is four degrees warmer with the air coming over it, making the, war the air even warmer still in some circumstances, maybe making that water closer to the point where it will evaporate into the air, it's all the system that is pointing towards massive accumulations of moisture in the atmosphere and then you track it down south especially because as it treads south from the tropics what happens is the air inevitably not inevitably but normally would cool a little bit what happens when air cools it can't hold the water so well so it's got to release it and that's typically when we get rain so if you'll excuse the ad-libbing um, climate change 101 just to recap on on moisture and energy and temperature, warmer air holds more moisture and also is a lot more energetic. Therefore, a weather system coming in from the tropics can be a lot wetter and bring higher winds with it. Now, there's an awful lot more to climate science than that, but that's a basic explainer as to why you hear so much about intensifying rain or intensifying weather events, I should say, and the other thing is that there's a bit of a rule of thumb that wet areas are going to get wetter and dry areas are going to get drier, more droughts. And, the, and that's because as the wet weather comes in, say from the west of the South Island, dumps its rain and carries on across the Alps, it's a bit warmer and therefore when it's dry, it's actually got even more drying potential than we're normally used to. Well, that brings me to the end of this episode of Climate Matters. Thank you so much for your company. I do hope that I enjoy it again next week. And, of course, kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show. First broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.